Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Writer Wednesdays, a podcast dedicated to giving quick tips for those who would like to pursue writing. Once a week, I'll be popping in here with writing hacks and exercises to make your writing goals a reality. I'm your host Shweta Ganesh Kumar and I'm so happy you made the time to work on your craft today. Today we will be focusing on the ways in which we unintentionally ruin our writing. Most writers do not even notice that despite having the talent to write really well, they are sabotaging themselves by not focusing on the small things that will elevate their craft. Sometimes all it takes are a few tweaks to get your writing from good to great. So let's take a quick look at six ways in which writers often trip themselves up Number 1 by writing to impress and not express Many beginner writers seem to be under the impression that they come across smarter when they use fancier words However this is not always the case Many readers are often turned off by obscure and archaic words People shouldn't have to use a dictionary or a thesaurus to understand your creative writing. This does not mean that you need to dumb your writing down. All you need to do is to know your target audience. Always remember who you're writing for and who you see in your mind as you write this. If the piece is for an academic audience, make sure you use appropriate language. If this is a piece for those looking for a relaxed read, do the same and your readers will appreciate you for it. Number 2, by switching from one point of view to another without cueing the reader. This holds true for both fiction as well as non-fiction writers. Sometimes writers start telling a story in first person that suddenly switches to third and then back. Some writers do this for they believe it's a literary device and that this shows off their writing style and to be honest there might be a few that could pull this off but if your reader has to go back and forth to understand who said what and who is this action happening to right now it means that you've been switching points of view without realizing that the people reading do not know the complete story or narrative that you have in your head If you do tend to do this, make sure that you get your work read by somebody who will give you honest feedback to ensure that you're being understood to avoid having your work rejected by readers in the real world. Number 3, by ignoring punctuation errors and typos. I worked for more than 10 years as a writer and the occasional editor. And I can tell you without doubt that the number one thing that bothers me is a work riddled with typos and punctuation errors. Writing is a competitive industry, be it creative fiction or content writing or any sort of freelance writing. One of the first things that people notice about your work is not whether you have style or promise or genius, but the simple fact of it being clean and typo-free. It is amazing. how so many aspiring writers continue to send in submissions riddled with typographical errors and this in the time of software that helps you edit and proofread not bothering to spell check or check for grammatical errors is disrespectful to your reader who has invested time and money in your story 
it also makes them question your credentials as a writer. This is especially important for those who would like to pursue self-publishing. Always proofread. Be a professional. Number four, by being a writer who is not a reader. I often get queries from people who want to become writers, even though they claim they do not like reading. I really don't understand this. This is like a person saying, I want to be a doctor, but I don't want to go to medical school. Or, I want to be a chef, but I don't like food. Being a reader is a basic requirement of becoming a writer. That is where the magic starts. If you want to be a writer for the sole purpose of broadcasting your thoughts and ideas without ever reading somebody else's, you are missing out on the best education you could ever have. And if you do not read because you do not have the time to read, there's no way you will ever have the tools you need to be a writer. Even if you don't end up reading all genres and types of work, at the very least you need to be reading the genre you're writing in. Reading is what will help you build an understanding of what good writing is. It also helps you expand your vocabulary. So if you haven't already, go find a book or a magazine or an essay that you like and read it. Every bit of reading counts. Number five, by being predictable. And by predictable, I mean sticking to the formula. You already know what you're going to get when a writer sticks to a formula. The butler will be the one who did it. Everything is always neatly tied up in a bow. The readers know what will come around the next corner even before they reach the corner. As writers, while we must strive to be consistent in terms of the quality of our work, we should try and rise above predictability. If all we have to write is that which thousands of others have already written before, thereby making it a recognisable formula, then there is no need for us to add our own predictable writing to the clutter. Let's look for a fresh angle and surprise our readers. Number six, doing things just because they're the flavour of the month. Sometimes writers see a certain trend, catch the favour of readers and decide to jump on and ride the wave. The next thing you know, the market is flooded with books of a certain kind, vampires or mythological fiction or edgy thrillers or boy wizards. Now, as a writer, it is tempting to jump on bandwagons, but you need to remind yourself to take up projects only if they're truly what you want to write about. Write what you want and not what you think what they want. Readers always connect to authentic emotions. Writing a vampire novel just because everyone else is or a Gone Girl-like novel because that sells is not really the best strategy. One, because you're trying to compete in an inundated market and two, it will be challenging to finish a project if your heart is not really in it. Just to recap, this week we spoke about six ways in which writers unintentionally sabotage their own work. Those are Number one, by writing to impress and not express. Number two, by switching from one point of view to another without cueing the reader. Number three, by ignoring punctuation errors and typos. Number four, by being a writer who is not a reader. Number five, by being predictable. And number six, by doing things just because they're the flavor of the month. 
I hope this podcast not only showed you the mistakes that we often make as writers but also gave you solutions to course correct. That is what I have for you today and I hope that you will take these tips and put them to work for you. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd be really grateful if you could spread the word by leaving a review and a rating. This will help other writers to find my podcast. And don't forget to tell your writer friends about Writer Wednesdays. A quick reminder if you are an aspiring South Asian writer please know that submissions remain open for Inspire my magazine that focuses on new and upcoming writers including those who have never been published before the theme for this quarter is hope and you can find the submission guidelines under the submit tab at www.inspiremag.com I want to thank you for choosing to spend this time with me and taking the effort to work on your craft. Next week, I will be talking about something that we think hampers our productivity but actually aids it. That's right, procrastination. Now, if you have a question, a comment or a suggestion on the topics we've covered so far or on the one coming up, please feel free to leave me a note via my Instagram page, Times of Amma. You will find the links in the details of this episode and I would love to hear from you. Till next week, this is your host Shweta Ganesh Kumar saying goodbye and happy writing.